Welcome to The Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we take a look at Ezekiel chapter 27. And before I start reading, I'm just going to share with you a little humor here. The commentary series that I've been working with, uh, the commentary on Ezekiel from Concordia Commentaries, is written by um, Horace Hummel. And even though it comes out to over 1,400 pages in length for the book, he dedicates an entirety of two pages to this chapter. That's it. Uh, really flies through it um, as it's sandwiched in between chapters 26 and 28, both re- referencing the judgment of Tyre much more specifically um, than what we see in this chapter. So he really doesn't spend any time on it. We'll spend more time on it probably than it would take you to read that. Let's go ahead and read the text. The word of Yahweh came to me. Now you, son of man, raise a lamentation over Tyre and say to Tyre who dwells at the entrances to the sea, merchant of the peoples to many coastlands, thus says the Lord Yahweh. O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas. Your builders made perfect your beauty. They made all your planks of fir trees from Sanir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to take to make a mast for you. Of oaks of Bashan they made your oars. They made your deck of pines from the coasts of Cyprus, inlaid with ivory. Of fine embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail serving as your banner. Blue and purple from the coasts of Elisha was your awning. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your skilled men, O Tyre, were in you. They were your pilots. The elders of Gabal and her skilled men were in you, caulking your seams. All the ships of the sea with their mariners were in you to barter for your wares. Persia and Lud and Put were in your army as your men of war. They hung the shield and helmet in you. They gave you splendor. Men of Arvad and Helic were on your walls all around, and men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They made perfect your beauty. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of every kind. Silver, iron, tin, and lead they exchanged for your wares. Javan, Tubal, and Meshech traded with you. They exchanged human beings and vessels of bronze for your merchandise from Beth Togomar. They exchanged horses, war horses, and mules for your wares. The men of Dedan traded with you. Many coastlands were your own special markets. They brought you in payment ivory, tusks, and ebony. Syria did business with you because of your abundant goods. They exchanged for your wares emeralds, purple, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and ruby. Judah and the land of Israel traded with you. They exchanged for your merchandise wheat of mineth, meal, honey, oil, and balm. Damascus did business with you for your abundant goods because of your great wealth of every kind. Wine of Helban and wool of Sehar and casks of wine from Uzel they exchanged for your wares. Wrought iron, cassia, and calamus were bartered for your merchandise. Dedan traded with you in saddlecloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar were your favored dealers in lambs, rams, and goats. In these they did business with you. The traders of Sheba and Ramah traded with you. They exchanged for your wares the best of all kinds of spices and all precious stones and gold. Haran, Cana, Eden, 
Traders of Sheba, Ashur, and Kilmad traded with you. In your market these traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of colored material bound with cords and made secure. The ships of Tarshish traveled for you with your merchandise, so you were filled and heavy laden in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you out into the high seas. The east wind has wrecked you in the heart of the seas. Your riches, your wares, your merchandise, your mariners and your pilots, your cockers, your dealers and merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your crew that is in your midst, sink into the heart of the seas on the day of your fall. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the countryside shakes, and down from their ships come all who handle the oar. The mariners and all the pilots of the sea stand on the land and shout aloud over you and cry out bitterly. They cast dust on their heads and wallow in ashes. They make themselves bald for you and put sackcloth on their waist. And they weep over you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. In their wailing they raise a lamentation for you and lament over you. Who is like Tyre, like one destroyed in the midst of the sea? When your wares came from the seas, you satisfied many peoples. With your abundant wealth and merchandise, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are wrecked by the seas. In the depths of the waters, your merchandise and all your crew in your midst have sunk with you. All the inhabitants of the coastlands are appalled at you, and the hair of their kings bristles with horror. Their faces are convulsed. The merchants among the peoples hiss at you. You have become... You have come to a dreadful end and shall be no more forever. This is the word of the Lord. So why does Horace Hummel skip over this chapter? Well, essentially it's, again, because it's sandwiched in between the same idea from both chapter 26 and 28. Um, So he chooses to spend his time discussing other things. But there is still some things here that we can unpack. This is still God's word, right? It is not unvaluable to us as God's people. So raise a lamentation. So Ezekiel called to lament on behalf of Tyre, to to weep loudly, to grieve loudly over their loss, as we were talking about in the text yesterday. We, we should mourn the destruction of any people, the death of any one. For this is not good in the eyes of the Lord for the wicked to perish. We should want them to be repentant and to be saved and redeemed by Christ the crucified. So there is a lamentation here, and this is right. This is good. What is the lamentation? Well, it is spoken to Tyre, who dwells at the entrance to the sea, merchant of the peoples. So port city, uh, wealthy beyond means. They traveled the seas, traded with everyone. We see a, a, a hint of their pride there in verse 3. O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. We're going to see more of that in chapter 28 tomorrow as the, the very specifics for their destruction are going to be brought out. But for now, that's just an opening hint, suggestion at it. Instead, we continue, verse 4, um, their borders are in the heart of the seas, so they're more than just an ordinary city. They, their reach is far beyond that. And they're basically a, a people that lives on the sea, even though they have their homes in their city. And their builders have made perfect their beauty. So uh, you think of uh, some of the splendid, wonderful, wealthy, rich-looking buildings 
throughout history of, of creation, um, their city fits on that list from this depiction, although none of us know what it looked like. And then you get all these references in the next few verses to basically them having the choicest materials to build with. Fir trees of Sinir, cedar from Lebanon is one that we know from elsewhere in Scripture. is quite a, a, a famous one um, in the Old Testament times. Oaks of Bashan, um, pines from Cyprus, linen from Egypt, just over and over again. Blue and purple uh, coming from Elisha. Blue and purple were expensive. Those were not cheap material because the dye, blue and purple dye, was rare and, and thus costly. And then not just stuff, but people, right? These people came to be their rowers from Sidon and Arvad, to caulk the seams of their ships from Gabal, um, to be their warriors from Persia and Lud and Put. They have stuff, they have people from everywhere living with them, right? That's the reference. They hung the shield and helmet in you. They gave you splendor. So these men brought to you their might because they loved you, right? They love the way of life of Tyre. Men of Arvad and Helic defended the walls. Men of Gamad defended the towers, um, so watchmen, perhaps, in, in that case as well. And yet God is going to destroy them. So they have all this defense. It has defended them from Babylon for all this time before, but now God is going to open them up to destruction. The Lord will do it. All of these have made their beauty perfect. And that goes back to verse 4 and even verse 3, kind of forming a, flanking uh, bookends around this little section or sandwich as we just talked about with the chapter itself. Now you're going to see in the next paragraph 12 through 25, and this is one I think as you work with your children on this chapter, ask them how it all sounds. As you read through this, how does it sound to have all this stuff? And you're describing again the best of the best. Um, their, their wares, their merchandise to, to sell is incredible. In a worldly perspective, it, it goes back to, right, uh, verse 11 there, they made perfect your beauty, had everything the world could want. So talk about that as you move through that list of, of things. Um, Tarshish is Spain, Javan is Greece, uh, Tubal and Meshach are Asia Minor, Beth, uh, Beth, that would be the Hebrew way to say it, Beth, Togarma is Armenia, Dedan, as we learned before, um, possibly uh, Edom there. You've got Syria. Damascus is the capital of Syria. You've got Judah, Israel mentioned here. We've got Mesopotamia for Haran. Um, Kana and Eden are in Arabia. Ashur was in Assyria. So they've got these relationships with people all around the world coming to them, bringing them their best to, to buy what they already have. And so this, this global trade set up. Now, that doesn't shock us so much today because that's the way the world works now. Um, but in this time period, this was it. I mean, Tyre was like the, Tyre was the center of trade in the world. And yet they're gone. They're going to be wiped out entirely. Verse 25, the ships of Tarshish traveled for you with your merchandise 
So Tarshish again is Spain. They would carry the merchandise for Tyre. Sort of like we advertise for our own companies in our culture today. Not our companies, other people's companies, right? You actually have to pay money to buy a t-shirt that has somebody else's logo on it. And then you walk around like a walking billboard for that company. Well, that's what Tarshish was doing uh, for Tyre. They were marketing their wares for them. You were filled and heavy laden in the heart of the seas. Tyre had it all. All the worldly wealth, all the beauty they could have, and what is their end? That's a question for the children. This is one that you want to stress. What was their end? Did all the worldly goods help them? Did having soldiers from all around the world to defend them help them? No. In fact, it, it prompts their idolatry. It, it props it up. Their reliance on their riches. This is why Jesus says it's harder for the rich man to enter heaven than it is for the camel to go through the eye of a needle which is an, an impossible task. It's not impossible for Jesus, though he can rescue anybody, um, even the rich man. The point being, we can't do this on our own. And to call us to humility, that we would cast down our, our pride, we would cast off our worldly wealth and worldly beauty, it's not to say you have to give everything away, that you can't have you know a few nice things or whatever, but it's to say that we're not to live for that. That's not our purpose. We're not here to accumulate. We're not here to be, uh, to take the other standard of beauty. We're not here to be the most beautiful kid in our class. It's not a popularity contest. Not at all. A lot of good stuff to connect to with the New Testament on that idea of, of being humble. The one who wants to be greatest among you must be your servant. The one who wants to be first must be last. If we want to live, we have to lose this life. So lots of connections to what Jesus teaches us about pride being a downfall. So then we see uh, another section of the Lord speaking. Uh, the rowers have brought them out into the high seas. So their boats, all their stuff, all that they have has gone out in the middle of the sea and the wind has wrecked it. They're drowned into the heart of the sea. Verse 27, they sink on the day of their fall. And, and everything is lost, right? Riches, wares, merchandise, mariners, pilots, caulkers, dealers, men of war, your crew, everything lost. And so at the sound of the cry, the whole countryside shakes. Everyone stands on the land and shouts aloud in bitterness over seeing them die, over seeing Tyre fall. And then they grieve in verses 30 and 31. Those are those things. Dust on, the, on their heads might remind you of Ash Wednesday. Wallowing in ashes, making themselves bald, which was a, a shame thing in that time. Um, sackcloth on their waist, weeping in their souls. This is all mourning. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, mourning the loss of Tyre. They're so sorrowful over this, and they too will lament. And so then we get their lament in verses, what is it, 32 through 36, is the lament of 
these peoples. When your wares came from the seas, you satisfied many peoples. You enriched the kings of the earth, and now you are wrecked. Everyone is appalled. The kings bristle with horror. The merchants hiss at you. Who is like Tyre? No one was. They were the center of trade. And yet they fell. So that's our text for today. Uh, Your pride, your wealth will not do it. Trust in the Lord, right? Uh, It was said of Tyre yesterday, they will know that I am Yahweh. Trust in the Lord. And he can forgive. He does forgive. He saves. That's the very name of Jesus. Amen.